epistle of John, amen, and we want to pick up, amen, where we left off from last week, amen. Now, we was looking at verse 6 last week, and John was saying, amen, he was begging and pleading to the church in verse 5, not as though I write a new commandment unto you, but that which we have from the beginning, that you love one another, and, and therefore we must get into that habit of searching out and having the love of God in our hearts and living our lives according to the Word of God. James tells us we need to be doers of God's words and not hearers only. And as we see the day approaching, we know that there's going to be so much division is going to take place. Uh, We already know through searching of Scripture in the last days there's going to be divisions, there's going to be great falling away, there's going to be all kinds of things that are coming uh, that is going to be confusing. There's going to be so much stuff that's impacting that even the very elect, Jesus says, can be deceived. And so we got to make sure that we stay rooted and grounded and study the Word of God and hide it in our hearts. Amen. So that we are not deceived by the things that are are coming against us. So there's not going to be another commandment, John says. We're not writing no new commandment. Amen. But God should be in us and we should love him. That's why Moses told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And he says, These words which I command you this day must be hidden in your heart, and you must teach them diligently unto your children. You are to talk about them when you rise up. You are to talk about them when you are in the way. You talk about them when you lie down. Everything you do should be talking about the Lord. And assume coming, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> of the Lord. Now in verse 7, John switches gears here. And he's keeping us on these four reasons that he uh, says he wrote this epistle for. So now he wants to encourage us again like he did And the first epistle, in verse 70 says, For many deceivers are entered into the world and confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Amen. So he's trying to warn us that the antichrist is already here. The spirit of the Antichrist is already here. It is running rampant. You see, the Antichrist spirit is those who teaches against God, is those that don't want to accept God's word, is those that, amen, that don't want to believe in God and the things of God. That is the Antichrist spirit. And we're going to see more of that appearing as the days grow closer. And we will notice that everything now is starting to be brought into play of this antichrist spirit that's taking place. People are becoming narcissists. The narcissism is all about self, as Paul had told the church uh, through Timothy that in the last days perilous times shall come because men will be lovers of their own selves, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. I've never seen so much rudeness against parents in all my 69 years of life. Children don't respect their parents at all. Amen. It's, it's getting rampant. It's going crazy. That's that antichrist spirit that is taking place in our world today. 
Amen. And it's starting to plague the everything we see that's taking place in the streets uh, uh, is is all part of that antichrist spirit that's being ushered in and coming into place. Amen. But as Christians, we must not be drawn into that spirit. We must not be allowed to be pulled away and be tossed and turned by the evil spirits that are coming into this world. Amen. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 24, if you want to go there real quick, amen, starting with verse number 4, Matthew 24, 4, Jesus says, answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, said I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. <clears throat> for nations shall rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, and then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many, and because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endured till the end, the same shall be saved. And over in verse 24, For there shall arise false crises and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that it was possible that they should deceive the very elect. Uh, and so he's given us warnings, Jesus, and that's the same concept the Apostle John is trying to get us to understand that in these last days there are going to be false prophets and false teachers that is going to be there. And so we have to know the truth. We have got to know the doctrine of Jesus Christ. This is why Paul told Timothy, continue in the doctrine, for so endure it, you will save yourselves and everyone that hears it from you. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ so that nothing will be able to come between you and Christ because there's going to be falseness, there's going to be false teachings, there's going to be things that is going to come through to try to draw you away so that you miss the mark uh, of the things that God has for you. So we got to, to get ready and we've got to build up ourselves uh, on our most holy faith. We've got to stay in the Holy Ghost. You have to stop and look and ask yourself, am I slowly graduating away from the truth of God's Word? Am I slowly allowing myself to be drawn in to the Antichrist spirit that I'm not aware of? Let me give you a good example. If you came into the church and you got rooted and grounded in truth and you said it was the truth, and you shaved every day, then all of a sudden you decide you want to start wearing a beard. People are going to question your relationship with God. Hear me. If you wore tie to church 
and you confess to be a Christian, and then all of a sudden you slowly graduated away from not wearing a tie, people are going to question your identity. See, we have to be careful that we don't allow gradualism to get into our hearts, the spirit of the Antichrist, to slowly think, make us think it's okay and to pull us away slowly. See, that snowball effect will get bigger and bigger. Jesus says it's just a little leaven that leavened the whole lump. If you didn't wear makeup before, and then all of a sudden now you're saying, it's okay if I put a little blush here or I put a little on this because I don't like the wrinkles, I don't like my hair turning gray and, and all that. That's the slow antichrist spirit ancient into your life. And what transpires is you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. You're going to be deceived. And so, therefore, you have to weary, be aware of how he operates. Paul says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that calls you into the grace of God unto another gospel. Though there be not another gospel, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to that which you have preached, let him be a curse. So now I say it again. See, the doctrine of Christ doesn't change. The Word of God does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so John is warning us of these false teachers and false prophets that are going to come. If you've been following the trend, if you've been following, if you've been alert, if you've been seeing, probably from the time that you came in the church, you have seen shifts taking place. And these shifts are not for the good, it's for the evil. See, slow is the slow process. People don't just backslide overnight. It's a slow process. Usually they're up front worshiping God and going to it and jumping and dancing, speaking in tongues and going on and on and on. And the next thing you know, they're on the back pew. Their prayer life starts to shift. They don't know what's in the book anymore. They can't find the Old Testament from the New Testament. And Paul is saying, if this gospel be hid, it's hid to them who's lost. And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should be revealed to them. If you knew what was in this book once, and now you don't know it, it's a slow process that the Antichrist spirit is invading your life. See, you've got to stay with this daily. The psalmist said, will I rise up and seek thee? My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will arise and I will give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. We have got to realize that there's a slow process that is trying to sneak in on us. See? And we've got to be alert. We've got to stay alert. Paul says, examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. 
No, you're not. How did Christ is in you? Except you be a reprobate. But I know that you know that you're not a reprobate. You've got to grow in the Lord. You've got to grow in the things of God. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let's go on to perfection. The warning signs. I'm not here to try to hurt you. I'm not here to try to discourage you. I'm here to try to help you. See, that's what the Word of God is designed to do. Jesus says in Revelation, see that no man steal your crown. You have got a crown of glory that's waiting on you. You've got exceeding precious promises from God. You've got things, and the enemy is going to try to slowly sneak in and take it away. Amen. If you look at our our world today, you know, if we're going to preach against racism, then we've got to preach against everything else in the Word of God. We've got to preach against division. We've got to preach against homosexuality. We've got to preach against adultery. We've got to preach against fornication. We've got to preach against uh, unforgiveness. We've got to preach against stealing. We've got to preach against lying and, and not doing what God's Word says. You just can't pick one piece. The world has gone crazy over one guy that got killed by police officers. Yes, it was wrong. But why ain't we going crazy over the things of God? Think about how many Christians is getting killed every day. Think about how many babies is being aborted. Why, why aren't we going crazy about that? All lives matter. So we, the church cannot pick and choose. We've got to be on track and do what God's Word tells us to do because False teachers are coming. See, they're trying to slowly indoctrinate the church to the world. That's what is transpiring and try to get the church to accept the ways and the things of the world. If the church accepts the ways of the world, what's good is the church? The church is to be a soul-saving station. The church is designed to be able to bring people out of darkness to the marvelous light. The church has to be the solution to the problem, not the problem. And so, but the enemy wants the church to be the problem. See, the longer they can keep children out of church and children out of school, the children are not going to know God. See, and what's going to transpire is that generation is going to miss God. The longer they stay out, the longer they're not going to see the need for it. So we have to make sure that we are teaching the Word of God. More than anything in the home now, the family, the father, the mother has to make sure that the child is being taught the Word of God with understanding like never before. Because the Antichrist is doing his job to try to destroy the home. And if he can destroy the home, he can destroy your life. Amen. Praise God. 
Isaiah says in Isaiah 59 that the Lord's hand is not short, that it, it cannot reach, and neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But our sins have separated us from God. See, he says that judgment is turned around backwards. Does anybody think judgment is turned around backwards? Justice is standing afar off. Truth is falling in the street and equity can't get in. That's where we are today. And so they're trying to give us warning. Go to Jude real quick. Jude chapter, the book of Jude is one page. Jude. One little letter that Paul writes to Jude. I mean Jude writes, excuse me, to the church. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance that you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. For the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he have reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like matters, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity. Yet Michael the archangel, when contended with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuked thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally is brute beast, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the heirs of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gang sin of Korah. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about with winds, trees whose fruits withered without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners 
have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speak great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that, they, that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own lusts, these be they that are separated themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And as some have compassion, make a difference. Others say with fire, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So Jude warns us as well, and he gives us the key. Keep yourself in the love of God. See, you've got to build your relationship with God more than ever before. Now is not the time to slough off. Now is the time to get closer to God than ever before. You want to be like John. You want to lean on the Lord's bosom so that you can hear his heartbeat. Because this Antichrist spirit is very vicious. Pretty soon it starts turning on each other. And you will see this starting to happen. Amen. Just like a pack of wolves. Uh, pretty soon they start turning on each other and started fighting with each other. And that's the case that starts to transpire uh, in the church and, and the home. There, Pretty soon there will be no rest. Uh, people will get to, to start to... Uh, fight each other and complain against each other and talk about each other and say all matters of evil falsely against each other. See, so you've got to keep yourself in the love of God. You've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You've got to put on the whole armor of God so you can be able to see what is coming. If you are, are derelicting your study in the Word of God and having an understand, it will make it easy for you to be blinded to the things that are coming. Because Paul tells the church, amen, in Second Corinthians, he says, Don't marvel. Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. It is no great mystery of his ministers appear against ministers of righteousness. And this is what Jesus is trying to get you to see in the 24th chapter and the 24th verse. He says, the very elect can be deceived. Yes, I remember people says, oh, we need more signs and wonders. Oh, we need to have more signs and wonders so that the people can see that God is operating in the church and they can come to the church and, and get saved. That's the way the 
enemy deceives. Amen. His ministers, Jesus says, and Paul says, is his ministers of light. We've got people that become groupies. They start following. Oh, this guy can preach so good. Oh, did you hear all the miracles? Oh, did you see that? Amen. You, you, that God has got to be in that church. God has got to be there. And what does people do? They start gravitating it that way. And that's how the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to leave from where you were because he knows if God brought you to a place and then you leave that place, what actually happened is there's going to be disunity. Because if you don't do it right and do it correctly, then there's going to be so much disunity between you and those individuals you left from that you're not going to be content to because you'll always be looking across your shoulder and behind you. See, and as a result, you have followed signs. You followed wonders. And the Bible specifically tells us that those things follow us. The believers, we don't follow it. Your life as a Christian reveals Christ and everything. Everything that God desires to use through you is there. You don't have to follow after something else. You know, if you're not content where you are, guess what? You ain't going to be content where you're going. The enemy wants to deceive you. He wants to show all kinds of things. That's why Paul writes in the Timothy and Second Timothy three verse eleven. He says, "As Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so these also resist the truth." Do you know who Janus and Jambres was? They were Pharaoh's physicians. When Moses threw his stick down and it turned into serpent, Pharaoh says, "God, throw yours down." They threw theirs down. Theirs became serpents. They was able to do some of the same things that Moses could do. See? So, so because one miracle takes place, don't mean that that's all of God. See, you have to have an understanding here so that you know where God is leading you and where God is directing your steps. See, the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. So we have to make sure that we're not being led astray by false doctrine and false teachings. Amen. John goes on and tells us in Revelation, I mean, John, Second John chapter 2, he, he, he's talking about these false teachers. And notice in verse 8, he goes on and says, Look to yourselves. That you lose not those things which we have worked, but that you receive a full reward. You want to, at the end of the day, when Jesus comes, you want to be able to hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord, which excuse me, has been prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. Look to yourself. Are you slipping? Have you lost any ground? 
or you gain more ground. Amen. When the guys with the talents, when Jesus came back, what did he say? The guy with five did with his. He's gained more. The guy with the two has gained more. The guy with the one hid his in the ground. And the Lord took it away from him and gave it to the one that had ten. How many talents do you have since you came to the church? How much more have you done? Have you stayed in the same position that you always were? Have you allowed people to cause you to fear, to witness? Have you allowed people to cause you to not do anything for Christ? See, we got to be aware and look to ourselves. Examine yourself. Are you committed? Are you strong in the Lord? Are you fearful? Or are you solid and strong? Are you willing to suffer for Christ? See, we've got to realize, we've got to examine ourselves here. We've got to make sure that we're not letting stuff sneak in on us. Because it's coming. It is coming, coming, coming. That's the same way with your cell phone, man. You've got to be smart. They call it a smartphone. Isn't it amazing an item is smarter than some people? And they don't know how to deal with it. So they're just letting everything come across the airways. You know, everything that was supposed to be developed for good is all of a sudden being seen as evil. The item is still good. It's still got good capabilities to do things. But you have to have the wisdom and the knowledge and an understanding to make sure you don't let it control you. Some people sleep with it in their hands. Some people, every move they do from the time their feet hit the floor, they pick it up. And they start looking at it and start scrolling and start doing all kinds of stuff before they ever say a thing to God. The devil's already got your mind by that time. See, you've got to get your relationship with God intact or else the enemy is going to deceive you. He's going to draw you away by things. But you, beloved, look to yourself that you lose not those things which you have wrought. Revelation 22, verse 16. Jesus closing out the book. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify that unto you. These things in the church, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bride and the morning star and the spirit and the bride say, come come, and let him that heareth say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take up the waters of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hear the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. 
he which testified these things says, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. So we, we've got to stay the course. Amen. We've got to stay the course. Romans sixteen seventeen. Paul right into the church. Mark them which cause offense contrary to the doctrine which you have received, and avoid them which you have learned, and avoid them. Notice verse 9 in Second John, he says, Whosoever transgress and abide not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. He that abide in the doctrine of Christ, he have both the Father and the Son. See, we've got to abide in the doctrine, the teachings of Jesus Christ. We cannot go away from the doctrine. That's what saves us. The basic fundamental doctrine of this organization shall be the Bible standard of full salvation, which is repentance, water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. Amen. We have got to stay in the doctrine and the teachings of Jesus Christ. We've got to forgive. We've got to love. We've got to maintain our joy. We've got to maintain the Word of God in us. We've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it shall bring forth more fruit. Now you are cleansed by the word which I have spoken unto you. The doctrine of Christ will keep you clean. Amen. That's why Psalms 119 verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Amen. We have got to stay in God's word and God's doctrines and his truth and his teachings. The things which I have showed you, Jesus said the same you teach the others also. So if we're going to avoid these false prophets and false doctrines and false teachings, we've got to stay in the Word of God. We've got to hold true to God's Word. Amen. We have got to learn how to control ourselves and to control our lives so that we do not run headlong into all kinds of doctrines, all kinds of winds and things that, that keeps coming against the church. We've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to know what we believe and why we believe it. Paul right into the church at Ephesus in the fourth chapter, Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, what? That you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Amen. You have to walk as Christians. You can't walk as the world. You have to let your light shine. You've got to walk the same way you were called. You were called to a holy living. You were called to a new way of night. So you've got to walk that way. The profession, the things that you believe in here. Amen. So with lowliness or and meekness, in other words, with humility, we have to walk humbly. We're not walking in pride. 
Amen. As we see the big thing now is the gay pride movement. You know, what's, what's going on? Amen. Pride will what? Bring you low. That's what's going to transpire. So don't allow yourself to get caught up in a prideful attitude and a prideful way. Looking prideful. Think that this is the way that you go away from the Word of God. You have got to stay steadfast on the Word and truth of God's Word because there's an end. Amen. He that being often reproved, Solomon said, shall be destroyed, and that without remedy. If you've got to be constantly told to do right, pretty soon God backs off just like he did Israel and says, have it your way, and watch and see what happens. And he allowed the enemies of their soul to destroy them. Amen. And God has no problem with that. Amen. To let you go down the road that you want to go down when you don't want to listen to what God's Word is telling you. The gospel is designed to save you. The gospel is designed to help you. The gospel is designed to make you complete in Christ Jesus. He died that we might live. Amen. And so therefore, we have got to walk according to the Word of God. You cannot walk the way you feel like you want to walk. Because the enemy sets traps. He sets booby traps. He traps snares and things to trick you and to turn your life upside down. So we have to walk humbly before our God. Bearing one another in love. Putting up with people in love. Why? Because that's what we've been taught. That's the whole thing. Love. Endeavoring, verse 3, to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. By grace are you saved and not of works. It is the gift of God. See, you're given a measure of grace. What are you doing with it? Are you giving grace to others? Are you showing mercy to other people? You can't walk like the world walk. Amen. Wherefore he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivities captives and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they laid wait to the sea, but speak the truth and love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Amen. 
So Paul says, I want you to grow up in Christ. Amen. We need to have the knowledge and the fullness of the truth of Jesus Christ so that we are not being led astray excuse me, by false doctrines and false teachings because it's going to happen. It's going to transpire in these last days. And so, therefore, we're being warned again. And you remember the third reason John said, I'm writing to you, is so I, you can be aware of false teachers and false prophets that's coming. Amen. And this book is written to you and me so that we can be prepared of it. We're not ex- exclude. We're not exempt. Amen. We have to study and be prepared for what's coming down the pipeline or else we're going to miss the mark. And that's what the enemy of our souls desire to do more than anything in these last days is to trip you up. Amen. So, beloved, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord. Amen. Father, we praise you. For your word again this morning, Lord, I pray, God, for your wisdom and knowledge to be over us, that you would guide us and direct us and lead us according to the right way, O God. Teach us and lead us in that plain path, O God, so that our hearts will not be faltered away from you, Lord God. We truly thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.